Let's go in-depth on Hawkeye Sports with the Des Moines Register. It's time for Hawk Central, powered by G-Mig's 5th Street Pub on 1460 KXNO. All right, Hawk fans, here we go. we got a live hour of Hawk Central coming your way from 530 to 6.30 right now. We've already got a couple folks lined up in the shoot. Joe, Matt, and Mason, you guys can uh, can stay on hold. We'd love to chat with you. I think Dan in that mix also, and we will get to phone calls as soon as we possibly can. I'd like to bring in Chad Leistico and my friend Mark Emmert. Chad, how are you, buddy? I know you're on the phone tonight, and I think everybody understands why. How are you? Yeah, uh, doing all right. Sorry, I can't be there. No, you're fine. You were in Iowa City, obviously, today for a press conference that happened at 3 o'clock. Mark Emmert, I believe you were, I heard your voice in that in that room also. You were there also? Yeah, I was. How did I sound? Are you, amazing. I really, rather than talk about how you sounded, I want to know what the feeling was like inside of that room. Listening to that was really tough here in Des Moines. And without trying to give you guys too much or, or affect your opinions too much with my passion here, I would love to know how the two of you felt today was handled. Chad, let's maybe start with you. You get uh, news this morning that there's going to be a 3 o'clock press conference. You get to Iowa City. Did you get a chance to talk to anybody before the press conference started to give you an idea of what was going to happen? Uh, no, not from Iowa. No, I was uh, I was having conversations, um, other conversations about the, um, the whole uh, big scheme of things. And I think when I uh, going into the press conference, uh, what I really wanted, really wanted to see um, and hear from Gary Barta and Gary Dolphin was acknowledgement uh, of the offensive nature of Gary's comments and uh, what they were going to do to address that, or if it was going to be a "Hey, buddy, boys, back!" Everyone, you know, high five. Uh, and the theme was, to me, um, reassuring that. Uh, there was an acknowledgement that this was offensive. It was insensitive. Uh, I thought Gary Dolphin was uh, uh, very remorseful um, throughout the press conference. Um, and so I think that's a good good point for us to have a conversation. Uh, and that's I'm working on my column now. I hope everyone gets a chance to read it because uh, I think it's a really important conversation to have. You're saying, Chad, that because you and I will disagree on this. I, I did not think what Gary Dolphin said was offensive. I think that intent does matter here, that he was trying to compliment the young man for his dominant play in the paint. He used an analogy that I think most people recognize, not as a racial trope, but as a, uh, a, a comparison to the dominant nature in which the, the young man played the game. I, so I was, but that that's, I think that's a conversation, Chad. I thought we were going to have that conversation tonight. I thought we were going to have a conversation about if there is racist intention there and if you believe there's racist intention there, what should the proper punishment be? And I was, I really was interested to talk to you guys about Friday night and how that press conference went down because some of the things that we heard back here were, were that the university essentially had said nobody is going to be speaking on this. And I wanted. I thought those were the conversations we were going to have. It's all been hijacked and, and taken over and taken a different direction. So, Mark, I guess I'd like to get your opinion on this because we've each kind of weighed in on this. I don't think what Gary Dolphin said was racist. I don't think what Gary Dolphin said should have been construed as offensive. And I think that if your opinion is that it was racist and offensive, then I would love to know what the proper punishment should be 
for calling an African-American athlete uh, a racist term. Are you talking to me, Ross? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I yeah I, I mean I guess it wasn't offensive to you, but I, I don't think that makes it not offensive. I do think I've heard people that, that say it. But but Mark, at the same time, being offensive to you doesn't make it offensive to everybody. Right, but what what does it matter? <laughs> if somebody's offended by it, they're offended by it. Why does that have to be offensive to you? It doesn't have to be offensive to me, but I think that we've also taken this the other direction. The fact that it is offensive to one person, or that somebody thinks it is offensive, more than one. There, well, and I I don't I mean, I. Uh, we've talked to people on this show. We've reached out to, uh, uh, to to some of our black guests and asked them about how they felt about this. We've played the audio for multiple people. I mean, that, to me, so if, if it's an offensive, if you, and, you and Chad both agree that it was offensive and or racist, what should the punishment have been for Gary Dolphin? Well, I, mean, I never said yeah, it was racist. The season seems a little extensive, but, uh, I mean, I think there needed to be something. He's already been suspended twice for, for two games early this season, so... Um. I mean, what should it be? I mean, he wanted to come back for the postseason. I think that would have been fair. But, uh, you know, it's not really, I mean, I don't personally care what the punishment was. I'm not here to cover the, the radio broadcaster. I mean, they, they did what they did, and we all move on. Yeah. Chad, what did you yeah, think the, the, cor- the correct suspension or punishment should have been for Gary? Uh, I, I mean, I just think, for starters, as a white, per- as a white man, uh, none of us can, can say what offends a black man. And... I talked to a black man today uh, who made a great point. He said, I was not personally offended by the comment, but it was offensive. And uh, we don't get to, we're white men. We don't get to decide what a white, what a black man finds offensive. Right. Nobody, uh, nobody said we do, Chad, but that, d- d- nobody should ever tell you that based on your race, you've got to keep your opinion to yourself on certain things, should they? No, but, no, but you can, you, there's certainly consequences for that. Uh, especially if you're a professional broadcaster, um, you know, who's paid to represent the university. Uh, and and what, what I thought was, was uh, promising today, and, and, and I told him this to his face, I said, you know, uh, I told Gary, I, th- I thought he did a really good job um, communicating just how important this conversation is to have. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, centuries old uh, comparing uh, black men to, to apes, it doesn't matter if it's fictional or not. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, Aunt Jemima—that's a fictional character. That—that that is not a. Uh, that is something that that is is still offensive to this day. So, um, you know, I think that no uh, no that no discretion right on that, Chad. Uh, the 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 context doesn't matter at all. I, I think over time we have conversations and we understand we grow as a culture. Uh, grows Americans uh, to understand, you know what, what, uh, what is right and what is wrong, and, and what other what other people uh, might be going through. Uh, and Gary Barta actually, I thought was pretty good today on this topic as well. Uh, he talked he talked about sitting across from many black athletes um, at Iowa who have been uh, unintentionally uh, damaged emotionally by unintentional uh, racism in the Iowa City community. Um, words matter. And I think that that's an important point that, that a lot of people are really missing in this whole thing. I'm, I'm very encouraged what Dolph said today, uh, but I think uh, I just think we've got to be really careful um, to try to decide what, what's offensive uh, to, a diff- 
to uh, you know to black people or our, our minority. Yeah, and I and I don't think anybody's trying to say. Well, that's what you said. T- no, I'm not. You said it wasn't offensive. Chad, I'm not saying that nobody can be offended by this. But the fact that if, if some person is offended by it or some people are offended by something, like the analogy I made during Fanatics is it almost seems like we're talking about the definition of pornography. That somebody says, well, you know it when you see it. it well, you know offensive language when you see it. I mean, I, I am rejecting this idea, first of all, that as a white guy, I have to keep my opinion to myself about race issues. I, I think that's I think that's No, nonsense. you don't. You don't have to. And, and I also you think it's... You can't decide what offends somebody, though. And, and I, I didn't say it couldn't be offensive to somebody. I didn't say that. You got... The, another thing that we do disagree on here is the way that Gary Barta handled the initial part of this press conference. We'll get to the Fran and everything that happened last night, and I hopefully eventually talk about some basketball too. But the beginning of this press conference, uh, Gary Barta kind of walks through exactly how this complaint came to be and whose decision it ever was to suspend Gary Dolphin. Did that all seem to uh, to, to, to pass the smell test, Mark Emmert? Did, did that seem like the explanation you were given there? fits with the other things you know about the way that Hawkeye Sports Properties works? Yeah, not really. I thought uh, he was putting a lot of the burden on, on Learfield there and maybe not on himself. Uh, made it sound like he was just kind of a third party that they consulted with. But I, I honestly believe, yeah, he, he probably had a lot of power there. And if he wanted to veto that decision, I'm sure he could have because I think uh, you know, he gets to pick the broadcasters as the athletic director. I mean, I know they just technically they don't work him, but uh, if he if he wanted to make a fuss, he certainly could have and, and change that decision. So I thought he was being a little... Uh, Actually, kind of spineless there with uh, with the way he handled that. Chad, did that seem past the buck at all to you? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I, I still think I do think overall, though, people kind of overreacted about the delay. Uh, once again, I mean, this is um, this was an important matter to resolve, and so um, you know, I, I I think I don't. You asked me before about the length of the suspension. I think it's fair. I think it's fair. This is a second offense. And, uh, I, you know, he would love to be back on the call. But, uh, you know, there's some other issues uh, surrounding this, too, that, that we haven't even talked about. I mean, what about, um, uh, you know, opposing, uh, you know, if you're recruiting a black athlete or opposing school is going to, um, you know, you know, talk to him and say, hey, you know, that announcer over there, he, you know, he's got a history of, of this or that. Um, you know that's going to be used against Iowa. Um, so... You know, I think it, I think what they did was right, and I think what uh, the way Dolphin um, talked today was right too. All right, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we'll get to your phone calls. Joe, Matt, Mason, Dan, you guys stay on hold. We'd love to hear from more of you too. Two eight four five nine six six. We'll talk with uh, with Mark and Chad. Their reaction. We've just got through the first few minutes of this press conference where it was Gary Dolphin and Gary Barta. Eventually, it turned into Gary Barta and Fran McCaffrey. We'll go back and talk about last night. What did Chad and Mark hear? When did they hear about whatever happened last night? And what's their reaction to the Fran McCaffrey suspension? We'll also talk, maybe we can go back to last Friday. I've got some questions. I know some of you have some questions. And I know Mark and Chad have answers. These are our friends. They were in the room. We want to hear what happened on Friday night also. We'll get to all of that as we roll through Hawk Central live till 6.30 tonight from El Bait Shop here on 1460 KXNO. Everything you need to know about the Hawkeyes, it's Hawk Central with the Des Moines Register, powered by G-Mig's Fifth Street Pub on 1460 KXNO. 
All right, here we go with Hawk Central wrapping up our 5 o'clock hour. We're live with you till 6.30 tonight, and we would love to take some of your phone calls. We've got Chad Lystico, Mark Emmert with us, fresh off of that uh, huge press conference in Iowa City. thing lasted about 45, 50 minutes from 3 o'clock, almost until the time we started Fanatics. We've been taking a lot of phone calls throughout the day, and we'd like to do that again now. Joe is up next. Thanks for your patience, Joe. How are you, sir? Doing well. How are you guys doing? Doing all right, man. What do you want to share with us? Yeah, so I want to talk a little bit about officiating last night. Let me preface by saying I don't think officiating costs Iowa the game by any stretch, but officiating definitely plays an impact. Those back-to-back tees within a minute gave them a four-point swing, and they go on to win by 18 or 20, whatever it ended up being. At what point do we start reviewing officiating and how well they're doing and starting to critique their performance so they either get pushed out or you can find better talent. Um, one thing I one thing I noticed, one last thing, of Iowa's seven losses this year, I want to say two of the three that were there last night were in five or six of those games. So while Fran calls him a cheater, that's a little much, but you start to see that recurring trend, but there's nothing that can be done about it. Joe, thanks for the phone call. Chad, the officiating last night, is was it enough to get fired up about was it enough did it did it warrant the behavior to get two technicals whether you think the the McCaffrey's actually exhibited the behavior to warrant it was the officiating bad last night uh you know I, I think every night just sort of a mixed bag I think the caller is correct in that way it's just it's it's so inconsistent uh it's maddening almost to watch sometimes where uh some games hand checks are allowed the whole time and pounding and bumping and other games everything gets called so um, I think Fran, Fran McCaffrey just admitted today, you know, he was he was obviously very frustrated by the whole circumstances of that game. Uh, definitely, you know, I think it was just a regular old night for officiating. Um, as for when do we review these guys, I mean, that's uh, uh, that's a good question. I think we have too many reviews as, as it is in college basketball, so uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I kind of rejected this, Mark. We had a few callers earlier that uh, that weighed in saying, man, if you were watching that game, you can completely understand why uh, Fran was so upset with this. I, I didn't see a game that the officials cost the Hawkeyes last night. Did you? No, not by 20 points. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. I watched the game, and I thought I thought Iowa just played really poorly on defense, and Ohio State made a lot of shots that they usually don't make. And <laughs> you're on the road in the Big Ten, and Ohio State needs that game for its resume more than Iowa did, and uh, they got blown out a little bit. Mark, uh, I, I, think you, I think you were the one that pointed this out on Twitter. Ohio State shot great last night. and That's, that's yeah, why I, you lost that game. Yeah, exactly. They scored 90 points, and it's not a very good offensive team typically. So just one of those nights, I, I'm not sure what, what all was going into Fran's mind, why he boiled over like that. But uh, I think it would be the first or last time that he loses the game on the road, and, uh, and you know things don't go his way. Matt up next here on Hawk Central. Matt, thanks for calling. How are you, sir? Doing good. Hey, um, so here's my take on it. I, also, I happen to officiate youth sports, basketball and baseball. Um, Matt, Matt yeah, hold I, on for me, okay, man? That's the 30-second sounder. We're going to hit the top of the hour. I want to give you time to get this in. Uh, okay. We, we talk a lot about officiating and what needs to happen with that. This might be an interesting place to start that. We'd love to hear from you. Matt, Mason, Mark, Andy on hold right now. You can give us a call at 284-5966 with you for another half hour till 630. It's Hawk Central with Mark Emmert, Chad Lystico, me, Ross Peterson here on 1460 KXNO. 
Everything you need to know about the Hawkeyes. It's Hawk Central with the Des Moines Register, powered by G-Mix Fifth Street Pub on 1460 KXNO. Thanks for joining us here. We still got about a half hour of Hawk Central coming your way here, leading up till 6.30. We've got Mark Emmert, Chad Leistico. I'm live at El Bait Shop tonight. We'd love to hear from you. A couple more things that I want to pick apart with, uh, with Mark and Chad, but I'd love to hear from some of you, and I know several of you have been patient for a long time, even going back to the Fanatics program. Matt, you're one of those guys. Thank you so much for being patient. How are you, sir? Not a problem. Hey, uh, so like I was kind of saying, um, I do have the officiate youth sports. I see both sides of everything. Like, first question is going to be, is the tunnel that Fran supposedly chased the official to is that the same tunnel that the players go go down? That's a great way, way, place to start this because uh, Chad, Mark, I'm not. Can you guys kind of lay out for us what this looked like, where this interaction happened between uh, Fran McCaffrey and uh, and the official? Chad, do you can you kind of walk us through what that looked like or the logistics of yeah. this? Yeah, yeah, I was there last night. Um, yeah, uh, I didn't hear the question, but I'll describe this for you here. Uh, the, you know, basically how uh, I'm up in the media arena seating. So I did not witness this. Uh, it was a Toledo Blade reporter and a Columbus dispatch photographer uh, that recounted the incident. The Toledo reporter uh, walked me through everything that happened. Uh, he was sitting in the media room, um, which uh, backs up to a hallway underneath the arena in which the, the coaches and referees and players access their locker room. So they have to walk through that hall to get to their locker room. So uh, what happened was uh, Fran uh, was charging uh, in a brisk walk. I should say charging, briskly walking behind this official, uh, shouting the, the words that, that have been tweeted that we can't repeat now, um, calling him a cheater. And uh, uh, the, the dispatch photographer even said you could see the, the spit coming out of McCaffrey's mouth. He was so angry. So uh, there was a lot of detail in the story. Uh, the McCaffrey took a left turn into the Iowa locker room. Uh, they didn't have an exchange. It was just a one-sided uh, conversation uh, in that particular case. Um, and, and a handful of people heard it. Yeah, I think that does that help answer it a little bit there, Matt? Well, I, I can hardly hear him. I'm getting a lot of so, feedback. So essentially, essentially, Matt, that was the hallway or corridor, if you want, to, whatever you want to call it, that the Iowa locker room was in also. Right. Okay. Yep. To me, that changes the narrative that he ran after him and was berating him. Yeah, I'm sure he was going down the tunnel, and he he was probably yelling it at him, but from what he has said, it was meant to be more of a private conversation. Yeah, and and, and I've even said today, Matt, because we're all kind of painting this image in our head, I guess, and then... I come on the air and I use my idiot brain to try to put those thoughts that I've had into into language, into words. And I, I have said several times about uh, Fran chasing this official down a hallway. And, and that's, that's imaging that's been created in my head because of the way the stories have been told. I, I'm not saying necessarily the way that Chad just described it. It does kind of sound like he chased him down a corridor, but... It does change it a bit to know that that was the hallway that he had to go down eventually anyway, right? That's what you're well, saying? Yes, it, yeah. it, it does. And then yep. my other point, I guess, is uh, not talking about the officiating, because I don't think that was a factor in the game. 
But if you look at uh, Chris Holtzman, he told an official, he said, uh, that's the second one. And he ended up getting teed up in the game as well. It, there were some ticky-tacky fouls that were not on, on both sides. I don't think that affected anything. But you, but when you look at what happened with Connor, I, when Connor went down, he came up holding his head. Typically, when a player's holding his head, there's been a foul and an official's been involved, they go and look at and review that play. That didn't happen. I think that's part of what Connor may have been saying, and I, I have no way of knowing, but I'm wondering if Fran, as a father, was saying, what's going on? Interesting. My kid's saying he got hit in the head, and nothing happened. Why aren't we reviewing this? Who knows? But Matt, thanks for the call, man. I, I appreciate it. So, Mark or Chad, I should ask you, in the aftermath of all of this, did you really? Did you guys get a chance to even talk about Connor's technical foul? Did you get any sort of explanation, or do you get explanations on player technicals? Uh, well, once again, I was there, and um, uh, Connor said that he he just made a hand gesture and wasn't, and he showed me what it was, and it's like flipping his hand behind his back, yeah, like kind of dismissing the the referee, and that's what got him the technical. Yeah, that's what. That plain and simple. That's what they showed on the television broadcast too, Chad. They described it as demonstrative behavior, but when they showed yeah. it, yeah, it looks like he's trying to talk to the official. The official gives him an explanation for what he saw, and Connor just kind of behind his back, kind of shoes him off. Yeah, like yep. you know, whatever. And uh, and yeah, it seemed like a light T there. Uh, and then again with Fran, he's got his hands in his pockets. Do you do? You, were you ever given an explanation about what exactly Fran said that warranted the technical foul, or was it? Were there extenuating circumstances yeah. before that that led up to that, or do they give you that information? Yeah, they don't give me that information, but I did hear from a source close to the court um, that all he was screaming for was, was a foul, an and one, uh, when Iowa got a layup on the other end and no foul was called. Uh, as you know, Ohio State got a lot of those on the other end, Yeah. so I think that was part of his frustration. I don't think there was anything uh, you know, profane-laden on the court. I think that he said that for after the game. Two eight four five nine six six. That's where Mason reaches us. Mason, thanks for calling us here on Hawk Central. What would you like to share with us? Well, actually, it's Nathan. Oh, Nathan. I'm sorry, Nathan. That's all right. All right. So, first time, first time, long time. Love, okay. love the show. Um. All right. I'm a cycle fan. First, I'm with Dolph. Dolph did nothing that offended me. I mean, if it offended someone, that's fine. That that. It happens. We all offend everybody. But I listened to the press conference today, and it felt like Barta was taking over the press conference. Like if they were going to send a question to Dolph, Gary's like, no, let me answer that. Let me answer that. Or when Fran came in and they wanted to talk to Fran, oh, no, let me answer that. It's like they're the ones in trouble, Barta. Let them talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Nathan. The first part of that press conference, I, I felt like there were there were two very different tones, and it did seem to me like Gary Barta was kind of a t uh, maybe taking over the wrong word, but he was certainly being more assertive with when when Gary Dolphin was out there and kind of jumping in. Chad, you mentioned earlier the thing about like the other issues. I wrote that down and put quotations in there because I wanted to ask you about that. I think that's one of the questions that. Hawkeye fans are asking themselves or, or looking around, what does that exactly mean? I mean, is there 
Is there a bunch of stuff that I'm just looking past here? What do you mean? Uh, why don't you throw it to Mark? I don't know what you mean by other issues. Mark, is, was that something that you said earlier today that there were that, or, or something that was said in the press conference about other issues with Gary Dolphin? Well, yeah, I think they've been working behind the scenes on some things. I'm not sure what they are. Or what, yeah, I mean, he talked about that in the original press release uh, in November or December, whenever that was, about the ongoing tension. So, um, I think that's what he's talking about. It sounds like they've been meeting pretty re- regularly for quite a while about, but whatever it is. I don't know what it is, though. If that's the question, I have no idea what the other issue is. Did it seem to you guys, I mean, I, I was only sitting in the KXO studio and listening to it, so I couldn't see what was happening. I know that takes a lot away from uh, from communication. Did it? Did the two sides of the press conference have a different feel in the room, Chad? Yeah, definitely. I think so. Uh, I thought, like I said, I thought uh, Gary Barda and Gary Dolphin um, were, were on the right track. Uh, with moving forward, uh, I think the McCaffrey one was—it uh, was just kind of a combination. I, I'd be curious of Mark's thoughts too, because we really haven't talked about this. But a combination of uh, um, defending his actions, but also uh, being sorry for them a, a little bit. <laughs> I didn't hear uh, him mention the official at all, Mark. That was something I was waiting for—was something to say. You know, I really apologize to to this official for. For this accusation, but he, whether intentional or not, he didn't come close to that. No, he, I mean, the one thing he did say was that it's an official that has had integrity in the past or whatever, so maybe I shouldn't have said that to him or whatever. And I'm not even sure which official he's talking about or the three that were working last night, to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, I, I thought that was too, too. He, he would apologize, then he would like back away from his apology. <laughs> I mean, he, yeah, I was kind of uh, regret saying the word cheater. Like, I, I mean, you regret accusing guy of cheating, and he's like, not really. Yes and no. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure that there's anything there that suggests to me that Fran McCaffrey is going to change his behavior or that he really feels true remorse. I think, you know, he's sorry that people overheard it. But uh, I mean, think that he, he thinks he's fighting for his team. That's how he fights for his team is, you know, to get in the official space a little bit. So that's, uh, to me, Fran McCaffrey being Fran McCaffrey, and he's going to put up two games and come back the same person. Let's talk next to Mark. Thanks for giving us a call here on Hawk Central, Mark. What do you want to add to the program, sir? Hey guys, um, well, slippery slope here for for you guys that get on the radio and talk. And um, I'm in Ross's camp on this. Um, I think obviously if a term is deemed defensive by someone, then then that's it. They they deem it as offensive. But of course, your intent if you use that term or whatever, I think it does matter, especially a term that's been used a lot of times and in, in other sports venues and by other talking heads and. So I guess at some point they should have told Gary and others that you can't use that term. Or maybe Gary was supposed to know that. I don't know. And here's my question. You guys clearly believe that something offensive and racist. Why does this guy still have a job? That's my question. This dude came on the radio and said something offensive and racist. And he gets a six-game suspension? That's ridiculous. If you truly believe that, then I think there's no way that this guy has a job, which makes me question about what people really truly believe or don't believe. And then why wouldn't you pull Gary aside and say, hey, that term, you can't use that term anymore. And um, as of two years ago when Dan Patrick last said, there wasn't a problem with Stan two years ago, but there's a problem with now, Gary, you can't use that. So my question is, why didn't you pull him aside to talk to him instead of suspending him right away? And the reason is because... You have to critically look at this and think about what all took place here because none of it makes any sense at all. It doesn't make one bit of sense 
the suspension, the people who said he's offensive and racist, but he's going to get his job back. I mean, come on, you guys. Let's do some thinking. I'll hang up a list. What I would like, and Andy, or Mark, what I would, I think the, the better question here is maybe, Chad, any indication today, because what I heard in the Dolphin part of this press conference was nothing that couldn't have been said last week. Why did they give you any indication as to why they waited till today on the heels of the Fran McCaffrey situation last night to make an announcement about Gary Dolphin at all? Did they give you any indication what that delay was for? Uh, Barta said, uh, and, and you know, take him as a word at this. Uh, they worked through it with Learfield over the weekend. They came to a resolution uh, Monday afternoon or evening, I believe. Mark, was that right? And then yep. they decided with the game on Tuesday that they would wait. Uh, the Iowa game on Tuesday. Obviously, some of us traveled out there that they would wait till uh, Wednesday to do to do this particular press conference. So, uh, and then Fran gave him something else to talk about. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was, uh, it was a bonanza for Gary Bart at the, uh, from three to four p.m. today. Andy's up next. Andy, thanks for calling us here on Hawk Central. How are you, sir? Good. How are you guys? We're doing all right, man. What do you want to share with us? So I guess I want to know from your perspective. You know, if there wouldn't been this public outcry and stuff for Dolph, you think they would have done the press conference? Whoever, and what's your total view of who was more believable or what do you believe? Because, like you guys kind of said, I believe, you know, when Dolphin was speaking in that, that seemed pretty legit. And I was shocked with Fran saying basically that he said or he's mad he got caught. If he wouldn't have got caught, he said probably would have told Gary about it. Um but who do you think was more believable? And do you think this press conference would have happened if there wouldn't have been such an outcry for and people getting on the side of Gary Dalton? Can I can I modify your question also a little bit, Andy? Because sure. uh, the the question I'd like to ask these guys. Yesterday we saw some reporting, Mark and Chad, that big donors had been reaching out to the president, and those initial reports that we heard or rumors said that the pre- the president was backing Gary Barta's play or move on this to suspend Gary Dolphin. Is there any connection between those rumors that big donors were calling the president and this turnaround then less than 24 hours later to have this press conference? Any connection there, Chad, or is that conspiracy theory? I think conspiracy theory. What do you okay. think, Mark? Yeah, I mean, those are just rumors. I don't know that for sure. Okay. I think they, they I think they, at some point they realized that they had to come out and talk. I think Hart uh, yeah. even indicated that he, you know, he, he moved a little slow in this age of social media that he should have come out and talked earlier. He called it a learning moment for himself, and I think we all would agree that they should have talked earlier. All right, I, I think this was going to happen no matter what. Right. I'd like to go back to, to Friday night because we've had a lot of conversation here starting Friday on the show and then Monday, and it, a lot of it regarding the two of you. And I've had a lot of conversations off the air where I've found myself in a really weird position trying to explain to, to listeners or friends, I know this sounds crazy, what your job is, okay? A lot of people think that Friday night the university comes out and says nobody gets to ask questions about this and damn it, that's your job, Chad Lystico. You're the guy that's supposed to go in there and ask that question. Uh, you know, answer be damned. Now, I, I thought there was a way to go about that. Somebody in that room to kind of do the Ed O'Neill from Blue Chips and say, listen, coach, I know you don't want to ask this question. I don't want to answer this, or I don't want to ask this question. You don't want to answer it. But what are your thoughts on Gary Dolphin? Can you just kind of walk us through, Chad, how, how information was relayed to you about what was not wasn't going to be said and 
maybe even what your boss's response to that is. What, what is your job, I guess, is what I'm going to ask you. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Mark should weigh in on this as well because he was actually kind of the one that uh, tried to get an interview with Barta on Friday night as well. But I'll answer from the McCaffrey point of view. Um, you know, the, the, there's, a, there's a level of uh, uh, transparency, I, I think, between both us and the university in terms of sensitive topics. And uh, we approach them privately and ask them, you know, for, you know, what, what can we expect for a comment or whatever? Because uh, obviously we can't walk down to the floor and ask Fran. Um, and then, um, you know, after the game, it's, uh, you know, it, it's essentially a no comment from Fran. And yeah, for our, uh, you know, for us not to, I mean, if you want us to ask an, a, a question to get a no comment, I mean, that's, uh, that's just asking for, uh, you know, us to be disrespectful for him and to get the no comment just on video or something. So I don't, uh, to me, yeah, a no comment is a no comment. You respect that at that point. And I also happen to happen to think the whole time that uh, you know Barta was the one that needed to talk anyway. And I think that was what the marching orders were uh, for McCaffrey. So uh, he wasn't supposed to talk until Barta did. So uh, that so that was another thing where Barta, I think, uh, left Fran hanging out to dry just a little bit and yeah. made him look worse than he needed to look. Uh, Mark, you were there. So one of my one of the guys we were talking to, uh, and this was off the air, was you know mad that somebody didn't raise their hand and say, you know, try to get a no comment on this, and and said to me, you know, that that's these guys' job. And I tried to explain to him. I said, listen, let me just play devil's advocate for a moment. I think if I were to put a broad shell on what Mark and Chad's job is, it does involve maintaining a relationship with the coaches, the connections over there at the university. Is that, am I stating that the right way? Well, sure. I mean, the, the, the issue with the McCaffrey in that specific press conference was that we were told he wasn't going to answer questions about that topic. And obviously the game itself was pretty interesting as well. We needed to ask about that. So there was no point at that point. Why, why ask him a question when he's not going to answer it? We're going to talk to him. We talked to him Monday. Does that, so, yeah, Monday. I guess my, my question today. mark is, but if you we'll do get, ask him we'll that, actually ask the question. We'll get the answer. Yeah. And if you do ask the question on Friday night, you jeopardize that relationship in in some way. I mean, like you said, you're you're basically doing it to be a jerk. Right. I mean, I I, I asked Bobby Hansen for comment. He said no comment. I asked. I talked to three players about it in the press conference. I mean, I, I'll ask the question at the time that somebody's going to ask the answer. Not really answer the question. I didn't expect him. Like, right. We we have plenty of chances to get these people. We'll talk to Barda again too. You know, after this one, I mean, I'll probably talk to him next week again. 284-5966. John up next here on Hawk Central. John, thanks for giving us a call here on KXNO. Yeah, just a um, few things. I guess first thing on Dolphins, and then uh, uh, I was listening to that call live, and I heard him say that, make that comment, and Bobby Hansen didn't flinch or think anything was weird about it. I didn't give it a second thought that there was anything wrong with it. I totally got what he was trying to say. I didn't. I was surprised that there was an overreaction to it. Well, at least I think it is. But um, you know, knowing Gary Dolph has been around a long time. I've known him since he was uh, the sportscaster on uh, the TV station in Dubuque where I grew up. Uh, never heard anybody say anything that would like make me believe that he would have said something like that intentionally. And then, secondly, um, didn't Mr. Guest, Mr. Lesikow just recently, right? I think I wrote it online that uh, 
you thought it was time for uh, maybe Gary to part ways with basketball but stick around for football? I mean, I don't get the connection if he can't be trusted to not say something uh, racist or, or dumb on a basketball broadcast. What, what's different about being getting a keep his job with the football program? I just think the whole thing's been overblown, and uh, I just feel for him because I think everybody who's listened to him this long really knows what's in that guy's head and what's in his heart. And, uh, you know, just, uh, I don't really think he should be suspended at all. That's just my Thank you. We've had a lot of people, guys, that have weighed in and wanted to know about Bobby Hansen in this. I mean, both the Macy Daily comments and the uh, the comments in the Maryland game after the Maryland game last Tuesday night, you, you can clearly hear in both of those clips Bobby Hansen agreeing with Gary Dolphin. And was there any mention at all, Chad, in the press conference today about Bobby Hansen in all, at all? No, there wasn't. Uh, no questions were asked about that either. I think uh, that probably would have been a decent question over 30 minutes. Um, but uh, honestly, I couldn't even get a question in. There were so many people in that room. <laughs> I don't even think I got one in in that press conference. I got one in, a couple in in the Fran press conference. But uh, I don't know what Mark. Did you uh, have you talked to Bobby at all since then? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I did. I did this on Friday night, and like I said, he, he's, he's not going to make any public comments about about Gary Dolphin. What he told me, and I guess I didn't really expect that he would. But I at least wanted to ask him, and uh, yeah, it is. I mean, I guess he does skate in this, but again, he didn't use the term. I mean, he just kind of was kept rolling with whatever Dolph said, and, and I mean, I'm not sure that he agreed. I don't know if that means he agreed with the use of that term or just he was just continuing the conversation. I mean, I, I think he is kind of blameless here. I don't think Bobby should suffer personally. All right, let's go. And Chad, real quick, the, the listener also wanted to know about your comments about Gary maybe being done with basketball but continuing. With football, uh, would you like to elaborate on that? Is that just kind of go back to these extenuating circumstances and other issues that are that are floating around? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that uh, I think if you pressed Gary Dolphin someday after he retires, I bet he seriously considers would have seriously considered walking away from basketball, given the the firestorm that sort of has been created. Not uh, you know mostly of his own doing, but not completely, and. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, you know that the ongoing tensions, um, and like I mentioned, I think the recruiting thing is is something to uh, to watch. I mean, uh, I don't know uh, how many people are watching this, but uh, Xavier Foster's uh, father was on Twitter um, the other day engaging with Iowa fans uh, who didn't understand why the Dolphin comment was offensive, and he was explaining that uh, it was offensive. <laughs> so uh, I don't think you want to be. Uh, you know, that's just one of those fights that's just silly for the Iowa fan base to pick. And again, it's, it's, if I was recruiting a black athlete, uh, and, and another school says, Hey, you don't want to go there. Uh, you know, the history with the announcer, right? I mean, I just think that was where I thought there, there could be a little murky area here. Like I said, I, I think, uh, everyone, every indication is, you know, they're going to move forward with this, with this. And, and Dolphin was saying the right things. And I thought that that was impressive. I'm glad we had this conversation. I really am. Hawkeye fans, be nice to each other. This is the this is the tragedy of what's happened this past week. Is that Hawkeye fans are hating yep. each other? And they're calling they're calling each other racist and stupid. I blame the university for bringing that on us, but that's a conversation for another day.